No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll look at Psalm 51. In the wake of his affair with Bathsheba, David pens his great psalm of repentance. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. In your opinion, what is the greatest need in America today? Is it climate change, law and order in our city streets, racial equality, an end to the coronavirus pandemic, a change in politics? Many themes and concerns occupy our minds, but I wonder what God considers to be the greatest need. Jesus said that he didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In every generation, there seems to be no lack of sinners. No doubt God is calling people to repentance today. We now come to Psalm 51, David's greatest prayer of repentance. He wrote it after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and then tried to cover his tracks by calling for her husband Uriah to come home from fighting on the front lines against David's enemies. When he refused to go home and enjoy his wife while his comrades were risking their lives on the battlefield, David put him on the front lines in such a way that he was guaranteed to die. The plan worked. Thus, David compounded his sin of adultery with murder. Nearly a year went by before God sent Nathan the prophet to confront David with his sin. Nathan did this by telling a parable in which David pronounced judgment on a criminal, not realizing that he was pronouncing judgment on himself. David was busted. His conscience was awakened and he confessed his sin. He wrote Psalm 51, and it has ministered to penitent sinners ever since. Psalm 51, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Even though it was in the forefront of his mind, David did not begin with his sin, as grievous as it was. But he began with the mercy and loving kindness of God. This was the only basis of his appeal. There was no remedy in the law for transgression, that is, deliberate and rebellious wrongdoing. David's only basis for pardon was God's generous mercy and loving kindness. David had known these attributes of God his entire life, but now he counted upon them as never before. Wrongdoing had left a deep mark on David. Therefore, he asked God to cleanse him from three kinds of sin. Blot out my transgressions. Transgression means to willfully cross over the line. David prayed that his transgressions would be blotted out, leaving no trace behind. Like when you press the delete button on your computer. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Iniquity refers to the twisted or perverse sin nature. 
David knew he needed a thorough washing, not only from the acts themselves, but also from the core root problem and the guilty and twisted conscience that accompanied his sinful acts. Cleanse me from my sin. Sin is simply missing the mark. David knew that only God could cleanse him as he needed to be cleansed thoroughly. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. For the longest time, David did not acknowledge his transgressions. He tried to cover them up. It is human nature to attempt to hide, justify, or blame others for our sins. But as long as we do this, there can be no forgiveness. Forgiveness only comes through confession, literally agreeing with God about our sins. In the light of God's presence, David knew that his sin had primarily been against the Lord himself. Certainly Bathsheba and Uriah were also harmed, but it was God's law that David had violated. It is only as God reveals himself to us in his holiness and perfect knowledge, that we see our offenses against him. David saw the absolute justice of God contrasted against the dark backdrop of his sins. He knew that God would judge justly. I am convinced that it will be that way at the last judgment. People who now accuse God of being unfair will be silenced before the absolute righteousness of his judgments. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Now, when David said he was conceived in sin, he was not saying that the sexual union between husband and wife is wrong. He was only acknowledging that sin is endemic to all human nature. We have all been born into this world as sinners. Now that doesn't excuse our sins, but it does show that we must all receive cleansing and forgiveness from outside ourselves. What is it that God desires of man? David says it is truth in the inner parts. God wants us to acknowledge and love his truth within us. He wants us to seek his wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. So he said to purge me with hyssop. Hyssop is a small shrub with white flowers, and a bunch of hyssop was used to apply blood to the doorposts at Passover. Hyssop was also used to sprinkle a blood and water mixture on a healed leper in the day of his cleansing. So it was symbolic of cleansing. So David said, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. You know, in the book of Isaiah, God said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, yet they will be white as snow. David said, make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. David had just endured that terrible guilt 
and the sense of God's displeasure for all of that time. And he felt like his bones had been broken inside. But now he looked forward to the joy that he wanted to experience again, because that's what sin will do. Sin will bring sadness. It sucks the joy out of your life. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. This is the core of this psalm. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. David knew he was powerless to create a clean heart in himself. He needed God to do that. And he needed God to help him with having a steadfast spirit. You know, we can decide that we're going to change. We may make some progress in that area, but then we don't follow through in the long term. It has to be God that gives to us that steadfast spirit that changes us and makes us want to will to do the right thing over time. Then he said, don't cast me away from your presence and don't take the Holy Spirit away from me. I think this is probably David's greatest fear. Having known the presence of God, having desired to dwell in his house forever, David did not want to be cast out from God's presence nor to have the Holy Spirit of anointing that had been upon him removed from him. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Again, David, looking forward to that restoration of the joy of knowing he was saved. There's no greater joy than knowing your name's written in heaven, knowing that you're pleasing God and that his generous spirit is upholding you. I love that. Just knowing that God's spirit is generous toward us. We don't get what we deserve. Then David said, I will teach transgressors your ways. Here's the thing. It's as we have failed that we are able to teach others who are also failing. The person that has received forgiveness is the best person to preach to those who are in sin. The sinner will never be converted by somebody who's better than they are, who thinks they're holier than they are. It's other sinners who have been through the same thing that have received God's grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. That's who a sinner is going to listen to and hopefully be converted. And that's what David said. Then sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Again, David had just dealt with this awful guilt of bloodshed, knowing that he had murdered Uriah. And so he prayed that God would deliver him from that guilt. You know, there's nothing that can remove the guilt that we have over sin except God. And God does it for us today through the blood of Jesus Christ. And David said, then my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness, of, of how good you are and what you've done for me. And my lips will be opened again. David had been the sweet psalmist of Israel, but he was shut up. His lips were closed during this period because he could not overcome his sin. But now he would be able to sing again the praises of God. For you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. 
The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. There was no lack of bulls and goats in David's possession, but David knew that that would not satisfy God's heart. What God was looking for was the sacrifice of a broken spirit. And when David's spirit was broken over his sins and his heart was contrite, then he knew that that's what God was looking for. And now he could bring the other offerings knowing that they would be accepted because his heart was right before God. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Now David knew that his sin had been the cause of the enemies of God blaspheming the Lord. And so he probably didn't even know how great of an impact his sins had on Jerusalem and even Israel since he was the king. There was sin in the camp, you know. And so now he's saying, Lord, restore and build the walls of Jerusalem. And that speaks of just building up the righteousness of a city or a nation. Then you will be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. And David looked forward to just the restoration of the strength of Jerusalem, of Israel, of being accepted by God. And may I just say, I do believe that this is the great need for us today. We need believers to get real with God, to humble themselves, to confess their sins, their own sins. Judgment begins in the house of God. And then God can use us to turn transgressors from their sins and bring conversion to sinners. But it has to begin with us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll return to the book of Judges, beginning with the infamous story of Samson and Delilah. We hope you'll join us as we continue in God's Word on Simply the Bible.